This is Kim Davis and welcome to another DMN one-on-one. Bit of a misnomer this time because I actually have two guests. Mick Ebeling, who's the founder and CEO of Not Impossible Labs, and Ross Lucivero, who's managing director Los Angeles for Verndale. Verndale, I think of as an experience agency, but I'm sure you can uh, elaborate on that. Thanks for joining me. Sure, thanks for having us. And it's a really great story we've got to tell today. I already heard you tell it on the main stage. It's about Not Impossible Labs uh, solving for some of the absurdities of the age. Can you give us a couple of examples, Mick? Sure. I mean, absurdities for us are things that you as a human being see and say, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. That's, That's not the way the world should work. That doesn't seem right. And then what we do is we then dogpile on that with programming and hacking and making and usually there's duct tape and zip ties somewhere along the way. And we figure out how to create a solution for, for that absurdity and then make it accessible for people. So we created a, uh, the first thing that launched on a possible was a ocular recognition device made of cheap sunglasses, a coat hanger, duct tape and zip ties, (laughs) as I promised, uh, a web camera that allowed a paralyzed graffiti artist to draw again using only his eyes. And after that, I went and launched the world's first 3D printing prosthetic lab in a war-torn African country called Sudan. Uh, We've created ways for for blind skateboarders to be able to skate competitively again, uh, ways for the deaf to be able to experience music using the skin as the eardrum versus the eardrum itself. So we have a lot of different things. And most recently, uh, we've launched a a, a program called Hunger Not Impossible, which aims through simple text messages to be able to feed the people who are homeless and and hungry in this country. Okay, I certainly want to come back to that. Uh, Before we do, we're we're at Sitecore Symposium, and as I understand it, it was at the symposium last year that Verndale got involved in this. So how did you come into the picture? Yeah, it was. So um, Mick was a keynote presenter last year, and I was, uh, I did not know about Not Impossible until I sat down in that room and I heard him speak. And I was just so moved about Not Impossible and what they do and how they do it that I just knew that Verndal had to be involved with them in some way, shape, or form. And in fact, uh, although you were doing these amazing projects, your online presence wasn't quite all it could have been. And Verndale helped you out with that, right? Is this a G-rated website for our, our podcast? <laughs> you can say whatever you like. Yeah, our, our web presence was pretty shitty. And, you know, it's a classic situation of the Shoemaker's Children Goes Without Shoes. And we're, we're jamming away at, uh, at trying to, to get all the things done that we need to get done. And we just weren't paying attention to our web presence, which is, you know, I think a classic faux pas of people who have their heads down. And, and Verndale came in and, and really created something that I think is not just uh, a great reflection of who we are as a company and it gives people a true ability to understand who we are as a, as a company and as a movement but they were able to create this layer of accessibility that um, I have never seen anything like this before so we're really proud of the fact that we're not just living this mission of accessibility yeah. but we're actually implementing it in our own uh, backyard yeah that's intriguing of course Verndale's Sitecore partner you're building the website using Sitecore Let's dive a bit deeper into the accessibility thing. That's something I'm hearing about more and more, the importance of remembering access isn't just about physical locations, it's mm-hmm. about digital experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, ADA accessibility, it's, it's kind of a hot topic today. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff in the news about it. There's, a, there's actually a big increase of lawsuits around not providing accessibility. But that kind of perception is something that 
we wanted to kind of move away from and not think of accessibility as like you need to do something or else if you don't follow the rules you're going to get in trouble and we really follow the model that Mick had is like embracing accessibility is good for business you know you reach more people you get more clicks you get more views and we really wanted to just go all in on accessibility so that we could deliver their message to as many people as possible okay and specific elements of uh, site cause offerings that were relevant to to what you were doing here Sure. Well, I mean, the way, I mean, we get a little technical here, but, sure. you know, with accessibility, there's a concept of ARIA tags, which is a way for, um, you know, the web to understand what you're, what you have on the site. And the way that we can manage those within Sitecore um, made, made us be able to implement these accessibility standards uh, in, a, in a really robust way. And is uh, personalization relevant in the context of this project? Yeah, so we're, we're at the beginning stages of personalization, but the idea is that we want to be able to um, you know, take the message that they have and, and be able to deliver it to all the, the specific user segments that they speak to because they're actually quite different segments, right? So we, they talk to, to people who need help, they talk to people who want to help, they talk to companies who want to be involved in bigger partnerships. So how do we best use all their amazing content, all their amazing video and storytelling, and deliver it to those segments um, in a meaning, meaningful way to those individuals? Got it. So let's turn back to one of the most astonishing absurdities of our age, which is hungry children in the United States. And tell us some specifics about what you're doing there. Well, again, things start with an absurdity. 50 million Americans suffer, you know, struggle to put food on the table. One in five kids. One in five kids are food insecure, right? And I always say that if you double the statistic or half the statistic, is it still appalling? And so let's say it's one in 10, that's still an appalling statistic. Um, so what we realized is that the majority of the world, statistically, when you looked at it, because we went in and started to interview homeless kids, mm. um, and we asked them, what's the most important thing for you? Like, what do you treasure most? And you know what they said? Cell phones. Ah, and yeah. so we said, wait a second, the majority of the world all has this one common, besides you know, breathing air and pumping blood, we have this one commonality, which is we use this device to communicate. What if we came up with a, a way to actually use that commonality to give people and to allow people access to get food? That that's and that's the crazy thing is that there's plenty of food to feed people it's a supply chain issue yeah. so we crafted a really super basic crm tool that's able to push we deploy at the level of the charity or the nonprofit. we give it to them they input the cell phone numbers their constituents and it pushes them to places where they can get fed and the the transaction if the if the meal is bought happens all on the back end so the person who gets fed gets fed in a way that's geoproximately and geoconvenient to them and they get to be fed in a way that's that's convenient, as opposed to having to traipse across town to get you know to show up at a soup kitchen. So there, and the reality around that is that most people who are homeless, there's a high percentage of people homeless who are in school or who have jobs. It's called the working homeless. They go to work every day, but they sleep in their car. And so this allows this convenience so that they can actually figure out how to just deal with that basic, basic need of, of that pit in their stomach so they can get on with their lives. So we're really, really excited about it. We launched today on stage this ability for people to go to notimpossible.com slash hunger and essentially sponsor a kit to, yeah. to put in 100 bucks which, you know, when we aggregate all the different people who were here today, we're going to be able to feed a, a chunk of kids for an entire year. And that's, that's a nice thing to go to bed to at night. Absolutely. I'll, be, I'll be including the link with this when I, when I write it up. 
But what I think is intriguing about this is that although donating is obviously a big part of it, it's not just charity, because after all, charity is nothing new. You've actually, f you're removing the friction from the whole exactly. experience. Exactly. We, <laughs> I would say not impossible, we're not smart enough to create com such complex organisms and solutions, or we're smart enough to realize that that's not the way to do it, depending right. on how you want to take it. And I think that's what we've been able to do in so many of the things that we've created is we've tried to create the simplest solution to the biggest problems. And that, I think, as you, as you nailed it, when you create a frictionless environment, you get more adoption and more people can be helped. Okay, and Verndale, happy to be on this journey with Not Impossible? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you listen to Mick speak, like, you have this uh, response of like uh, um, existential crisis where you're like, what am I doing with my life? We just make websites. Uh, um, but so it, it really inspired us to get involved. And like, the great thing about Not Impossible and their mission is that you can get involved in so many ways and it doesn't matter like you don't need to be you know the, the one who builds the, the the tool that's feeding people but you can get involved and you can help with that process and so we're just happy to be along for the ride oh, and we're very happy to push this story out to our audience thanks so much great. for joining me thanks so thanks, much Jim.